Welcome to This Student Life, a podcast by Student Life and Learning Support at Toronto Metropolitan University, highlighting stories about student life beyond academics. Hi everyone, welcome to this episode of This Student Life. We're your hosts, I'm Helen. And I am Nandini. This episode, we'll be talking about traveling as a student and going on exchange. Nandini and I will be talking to students about where they've traveled, how they save up for trips, and some tips on how to travel on a budget. What's your name? Nora. I'm Joel. Hi, I'm Anthea, and I'm an international exchange student from Singapore. My name is Michael, fourth year in journalism. Have you ever traveled without your family, like alone or with friends or a partner? Yes, like when I came here, it was just like a transit flight, but I've been doing independent trips over here as well, so across North America. So far, ever since I came, I've been to New York City, um, Buffalo, New York, New Haven, Connecticut, and Detroit, Michigan. And when you go to all those places, what's your preferred mode of transportation? I take the bus because it's cheaper. Like the flights, if you book in advance, maybe you can get a discount. But if you don't know um, when you're going to go and you're like kind of a last minute planner, then I take the bus. Greyhound is usually pretty reliable. Um, I like trailways, but I think you have to go in person to get it for cheaper. Because if you buy it online, it's like really expensive. I've traveled to DC twice without my family, uh, once with my girlfriend and once on my own. Once I flew from the island airport and the other time I drove. They're both pretty uncomfortable, especially if you fly from the island airport, you fly on one of those old turboprop planes so it vibrates like crazy the whole time. It was okay, it was pretty quick, like an hour flight, so it's fine. A little bit more expensive. The driving was Definitely more scenic, especially if you drive through Pennsylvania and like the mountains, like I drove in fall. It was really fun. You get like a lot of fog in the mountains. Yeah, Pennsylvania is very pretty just to drive through. So I went to New York this summer with my youth group at my church, and it was like a four-day vacation. It was super fun. Um, I travel uh, back home, so I go back and forth. So I go back to Dubai. Right now I'm going to London for reading week. My friends and I couldn't get a ticket all together, so I'm traveling by myself. Yeah. Alone, I usually go. I went to Portugal by myself, girls' trip. We don't speak about it after after the girls' trip. And how do you budget and save up for your trips? Yeah, so I'd say definitely budgeting, like not eating out as much, um, was a major one, especially like in high school and like going to university here. It's like there's a lot to spend your money on. So I'd say like definitely like curbing how much you go out, especially when you're on campus. I think just waiting for the right time and then getting your tickets early as early as possible the more you wait like the worse it is and if you have a friend to stay with a friend so then all you pay for is the flight and um, if they have like a car and can come get you then amazing just kind of picking where the smartest place to go is what I try to do is like um, find someone that I can stay with over there first because accommodation even if it's Airbnb adds up for Three of the trips that I went, I was staying with a friend. So when you're not staying with a friend, do you prefer Airbnbs, hotels, um, hostels? What do you like to do? I stay in a hostel because I'm broke. And all these trips, they add up. Yeah. I go for reliable hostels, though. So, like, those not the, the ones that don't look as sketch. And, like, I don't mind paying a little bit more. Do you have a website that you like to use to find hostels? Um, no, not really. Just Hostelworld or like Booking.com. I try to check back with like three to four different sites. And how do you decide where you're planning to travel to? And when you get there, how do you figure out what the fun things to do are? It's definitely based on like the seasonal um, 
activities of the place. Um, so right now it's winter, so London, um, the vibes in London are really nice at this time of year. Each place has a vibe and like a time of year. Like Toronto, you just don't come in the winter. Like you come in the summer and then forget it in the winter, you know what I mean? So we did it as though like we were kind of like tourists and they were like teaching us like different ways of like how to get to like around New York. We went to go see the Statue of Liberty actually. And like we kind of drove on the Brooklyn B Bridge and it was super cool, I took pictures of that. Um, so it, we like searched up like the little landmarks and kind of went from there. Well, my girlfriend's from DC, so she just, we went to visit a bunch of her friends that are there and she just showed me a bunch of the museums. I didn't really have anything I wanted to see, so she just kind of took me around like a tour guide basically. So because I really like music and movies and arts, I would go to a resident advisor. It's like Eventbrite, um, but specific, like you can find like really underground stuff there. And I, I'm into like more local culture and the scene, especially if like you're queer, they have like a lot of um, stuff that's not, not, in, um, not published formally. A lot of the times I also rely on like Instagram because if you know the scene and you can just like look through the following or the followers and you see like a lot of similar accounts that have like special parties or like pop-ups. So tell us about your experience as an exchange student in Canada and North America right now. Yeah, I guess because like spiritually I'm more aligned with where I'm from, like Southeast Asia. So I noticed like a lot of differences, just like small stuff like the locks, how they work, the mechanisms or like there's no bidet here. Like and people are generally more open to talk here. Like. Back home, my friends, even my friends, will be like more reserved. Um, or if they socialize, it's usually in like a specific event, like an art market or like um, a fair of sorts. But over here, you can like just go up to talk to anyone, and it's very nice. Um, Canadians are very friendly. Um, Americans, they kind of like a little bit more close-minded. And how was your transition here in terms of getting your visa, finding accommodations? Um, if I can be so frank, um, the administrative here and back home, like my home university, they're not very helpful. You can't just like search up everything by yourself, fill up the forms, everything by yourself. There are like orientation um, videos and like there was one session, but it wasn't like they brought us around the school. They just like told us, oh, academic policies. And um, there is this walk home safe security program, just the very basic stuff. And if you want to really adjust here, I feel like you need to talk to people. You need to like go off your way to do that. And I'm an extrovert, so that was fine with me. Like when I took the plane from Singapore to Taipei, then to Toronto, I met one of your um, MPs. So <laughs> it was very nice because he was like, are you here by yourself? I'm like, yeah, I have no friends or family there. He's like, oh, come over for dinner. And so I went to Markham, Unionville. And um, yeah, he, was, he, he hosted with his wife and his kids. And it was very nice, like Canadian hospitality, I suppose. Next, we'll be talking to Estella, a third-year RTA student who is currently on exchange in Singapore. Hi, I'm Estella. I'm a third year in media production, and I used to work at SLS on the media team. I was a media and graphics assistant. And right now, I'm on exchange for a semester in Singapore in a university called Nanyan technological university. Why did you decide to go on exchange? In high school, I always kind of dreamt about studying abroad. Like I always just said it in my head, but it always felt like a distant dream. So when I entered university, I kind of forgot about it. But then one of my friends was applying and then I thought, okay, let me just apply and see what happens. I don't know if I'll go, but I'll just, I'll just apply. 
And then I just kept moving forward in the application process. But the more I like went forward in the application, the more I got excited about going. I never thought it would happen, but then I just took the chance to apply. And then now I'm here. So what was the application process like to go to exchange? What did you have to do? So you have to apply a year in advance. So if you want to go January 2024, you would apply January 2023. And then they ask for your transcript, like your grades. You need a certain GPA in order to qualify. You also have to like write a letter of interest. So why you're interested in applying. And then I had to research all the schools and then see what I would qualify for, like what schools. And then I narrow it down to three options. I think two or three options. And then once you do that, you get called for an interview with your course coordinator, like your like in your program, that coordinator. And then after you do the interview, they kind of rank you. And then depending on your rank, you get your choice. What kind of research did you have to do? And how did you end up picking the countries that you wanted to go to? I thought about like what countries seemed cool, honestly. So my first choice was London. I feel like it's a very popular choice. Most people chose London as their first choice. I feel like because it's in Europe and probably because they also speak English there and there's easy access to other countries. But I also chose Singapore as my second choice, which is the one I got. I chose it because I feel like I wanted to learn about the media industry in Singapore, like from an Asian perspective and how they kind of work on films and productions here. And then my third choice was Hong Kong because again, I wanted to learn like from an Asian school, like how it's different or the courses would vary. So how did you prepare to move in terms of like visa accommodations, all that? There was like so much prep work to do. And for the most part, the school, that you're going to, like the exchange school would send you emails and communications about what you have to do when you apply. I had like a checklist of everything I needed to do. Like I needed a student pass for Singapore. So I had to apply for that in advance before coming to Singapore. And then in terms of accommodation, my school provided accommodation. Like you have to apply and it's not guaranteed you'd get it. But for the most part, everyone I know got it. And so we're living on campus and a residence and then I went to like like an orientation and then I went to a lot of like I spoke to a lot of alumni like people who did exchange and I asked them a bunch of questions which was super helpful I feel like that's my biggest tip to just speak to people who already went uh, because they have a lot of advice about what to do and what not to do and now that I'm here I realize like they were right about everything. So how much will it cost to go on exchange for this semester? They recommend that you save up at least 20K for exchange for one semester. And that's including tuition. So if you apply for exchange with TMU, your tuition stays the same. So it would be the same as what you pay at TMU. But for other stuff like accommodation and food, that's like yourself. You have to pay for it out of pocket. So for me, I applied to like a scholarship. So I got a 5K one, which has been super helpful. And then I have like 7, 8K in my bank. That's like my goal to only use what I have right now and not transfer any more money. Mm -hmm. So 
8K for spending and for like traveling. And then for accommodation, my parents are going to pay for that. What would you say is the most expensive part of going on exchange? For me, because I'm in Singapore and that's like literally one of the furthest destinations. It was the plane ticket. My ticket for a round trip was 3.1K which is like over half my scholarship. So that was like the biggest so far. But now that I'm here, like the accommodation, it's like cheaper than Toronto accommodation. It's like 1.6 for the entirety of my exchange. The other most expensive part would probably just be like buying food because it's really cheap here. But because it's really cheap, I keep buying a Mm -hmm. lot of food and drinks. What courses are you taking right now on exchange? I'm taking courses that... They're kind of similar to media production, my program, but they're like, there's also courses that like weren't offered here. So one of them is digital photography and then creative producing in film and TV. Um, oh, cinematography. And then the last one is digital compositing. It's kind of similar to editing, which is something I want to do, but we work with Nuke which is similar to After Effects. So how do you find fun things to do while you're there? The biggest way we found fun things to do is by asking like local students. My advice would be to not just be friends with exchange students, but befriend students who like live there because they know like they know what to do the most. They know what's fun. Um, so they'll get, they'll have a lot of things to tell you. Is there anything unexpected? about exchange once you arrived or did you feel any kind of culture shock yes so the biggest culture shock I felt was probably like the dorms because I've never lived in a dorm before and I've never had a roommate before so that was very difficult to adjust to um, because in our dorms we have communal washrooms and they're not always the cleanest and that was really bad when I first came um also the first few days are really hard because it's very it feels very isolating being alone like in a different country so I feel like that feeling is inevitable every exchange student is definitely going to feel that no matter what what advice would you give to a student who is looking to go on exchange first of all I feel like just apply even if you're not 100% sure it's better to just apply that's what happened to me. Like, I didn't think I would actually go, but then I'm really happy I'm here now. I feel like try to save up as much as you can and have a budget ready and just spend it. Like, don't be too stingy with what you're spending while you're there. Cause I feel like this is like a once in a life opportunity. And if you don't, make the most of it you're just gonna regret it those are all of our questions thanks so much for being on the podcast estella and we miss you very much yeah thank you for inviting me i'm so happy to be here to learn more about the exchange opportunities that are available to tmu students go to torontomu.ca global learning Thanks for listening to this episode of This Student Life. If you liked what you heard, make sure to follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts so you never miss an episode. To keep up with student life and learning support at TMU, follow us at SLLS underscore TMU on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok.